1: You're tuned into It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.
0: The top podcast covering the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. Hosted by Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagada at Odyssey Sports Podcast.
1: We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Let's talk about the offensive line. We've dedicated the second segment on Tuesdays to what this offensive line is starting to look like. It was pretty bad week one and week two. Week three, you're not going against TJ Watt. You're not going against Micah Parsons. Jets do have talented guys on the defensive side. But how did this offense look? You give me some some good, then we'll get to some bad, and then maybe some okay.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so <clears throat> I did think that they were better than the past two weeks, I would say, I, I think. But um, it's still not – perfect i still would like more but we'll start with the good as always uh and start with the guy everybody wants to be good cordell volson he's facing i'm not sure number 97 is but uh in a three tech so just on his outside shoulder on a pass rush situation um he gets out and the guy gets one good arm into him which that's not great. Right into his chest. That is uh, your chest as an offensive lineman is your head as a boxer. You got to protect that, but you got to have ways to get that hand off of you because it's you can't be 100%. He, once again, if you remember from week one where he got a snatch trap on Cam Hayward, he gets one here on number 97, gets him to fall down on his face, gives Burrow time. And uh, it is the chase deep ball that Sauce was able to break up, but still really good offensive line play. Wanted to shout that out because... I was impressed. I, I like seeing my weekly snatch trap from Volson. So the second one, um, I actually thought Jonah was probably the best offensive lineman in this game, which I don't think was the reaction after watching live. But uh, he did a really good job on Lawson, I thought. <clears throat> Lawson tried a lot. <clears throat> Goodness, Lawson tried a lot of moves on him, but he was very patient. He was very uh, explosive to get out of his stance, to – match his speed he's patient so he's not falling for any of the tricks and he got inside of his chest a lot so on this one lawson is uh not too tight but he's not at like a real wide situation and jonah's kind of taking a little bit of a vertical set which means he's going more backwards than he is out Lawson throws a flash of his hand, his long arm. You know, we all know one of his signature moves. Then he tries to chop the outside hand. Jonah waits through both of that and then clamps into his chest with both hands. Lawson's able to get his hands off of him, but then the ball's out, and Jonah actually finishes by putting Lawson into the ground. Uh, That was on the T. Higgins should have been touchdown heel tap nonsense. And then the last nice play, want to shout out, Hakeem Adeniji, who played the extra offensive lineman in this game. Always got to find one of these guys who's not a starter that had a great block. It's a rep of wide zone where Samaje Pirin's at running back. Adenji has a guy just inside of him, would call that, I think, a six technique, even though he's not technically a tight end. Uh, So they're going to do a combo block, him and Collins, which is what it sounds like. Two guys come together, they combine, Get some movement, and then Adenji's gonna leave to the next level. So he knocks the guy over so that Collins gets a great job to turn his hips and seal him to the inside. Then Denji goes to the next level, gives a little bit of a hand to Mitchell Wilcox, and then goes and finds the linebacker and is able to drive him out of the play. Um, although Piran ends up running into him because of another situation. I thought that was really nice to see from a what's essentially your swing tackle, so he's not a starter, but that was a really nice rep to me. Uh for if he does have to play, it looks like he, I mean, honestly, might be one of the better wide zone people on the team because the the team isn't the best at running it, but he looked really good on that
1: play. When you think of the bad. Who played bad? Who was surprised? I mean, honestly, if you name some of those guys, you felt Jonah played pretty well. And I don't think he's getting the credit on social media. If you were to ask people what the no. offensive line looks like, everyone's like, man, this guy's still bad. What's Jonah doing? He's such a disappointment. And you go back and watch his tape and you like what he you, you saw against Lawson. Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, those have been some of the strong points in week one and week two. How did they look on Sunday?
0: Disappointment. Pointing compared to what they have been. Um, so Quinn and Williams was able to just maul Ted Karras in a pass rush situation. Usually, the center doesn't have to block a guy one on one. He does in this situation just because of uh, the Jets were in a little bit of an overload look. So he's going to have to take the nose tackle. Volson has to take the uh, there's a five technique, and Jonah has to get out wide to get Lawson and the he wasn't able to handle uh quinn and williams one-on-one and kappa tries to give help but karras lost so bad to start that he's not able to get in front of him give him any help and then the other side of that is actually volson and jonah didn't do a good job of passing off their son the guy gets inside of jonah and gets involved in that sack as well that was not my favorite play to watch (laughs) And then the other one was probably my least favorite play to watch, and it's Alex Kappa going against uh, Sheldon Rankins, I believe. And Rankins gets a strong two hands into his chest and knocks him completely off balance, drives him back into Burrow, and then makes the sack right around the ankles. This is where Burrow kind of came up a little bit limpy. And he just you need to have a firmer pocket than that for him to be able to step up and – Trust that he can put his plant leg down. Um, I mean, he's burrows probably back at like seven yards, and by the time he hits the bottom of his drop, Kappa's back at five yards. That's as bad as Rankins knocked him back, and then obviously pushed him back the last two yards to get the sack. And lastly, uh, another kind of disappointing game from Lyle Collins in pass protection. Uh, Jacob Martin is a guy I kind of like. But what I don't like is seeing Lala Collins get beat by him a couple of times because he is not Micah Parsons' T.J. Watt. And uh, while Martin has a pretty good cross chop, he got Collins with it twice at least. That's twice that I found and didn't get a sack. Didn't even hit the quarterback on this particular play where it's another overload situation. He's one-on-one with Martin. Martin gets a good get off of the line and then collins tries to hit him with a two-hand punch which is both your hands going at the same time willie anderson hates that most offensive line modern offensive line coaches hate that it's kind of an old school type thing he chops it down is able to beat the hands rips through bends and gets pressure on burrow it actually ends up okay uh ends up in a Uh, incomplete pass, but not a sack or anything, but want to see Collins just be able to handle the Jacob Martins of the world compared to losing those.
1: Yeah. I mean, you still have to wonder with, with Collins, it was the beginning of their night practice since Bengals only practice one day this week, which isn't surprising Monday. It's an installed day. Tuesday, you're getting your one day of practice. And Thursday, it's or Wednesday, it's going to be a walkthrough. Thursday's the game. So they change it up. They are going primetime practice. I actually don't remember them ever doing this. Maybe in the Marvin Lewis era, where they would kind of switch up their practice time. And Lyle, Lyle Collins wasn't out there to begin practice. So I have a feeling it's going to be light for him. And we'll see what we saw last week where he'll be ready to go. Because he said after the game that he felt fine. Uh, but, I mean, there still could be a lingering injury issue because of, we know what happened in camp. He didn't get much training camp out there reps, and he just kind of looks a little off in week one, week two, and, and even week three. So to be determined on what their offensive line looks like, but I think all starters will be good to go on Thursday night. Let's talk about the quarterback. There's been a, uh, there's been a lot of talk about Joe B over the last couple weeks and the offensive line, but Joe, and we've talked about in our recap after the game he kind of gave you glimpses of what Joe 2021 looked like. And I think that was refreshing for a lot of Bengals fans to see. And, you know, obviously playing with the lead is so much better for him when you can just go out and and I thought they were going to put 40 on the jets. Uh, What did you think about nine on Sunday?
0: Yeah. uh, Again, thought he was pretty good, not perfect, but I mean, good enough to beat anybody really Uh, not that he will beat anybody. That's what I think he's, at his best is you know they will probably beat anybody i guess i do think of the second half of that 49ers game but the ball got taken out of his hand in overtime we don't want to talk about it nope, nope. <laughs> uh so w- when he's on fire they will beat anybody when he's like this he could beat anybody and i think if he plays this well he could beat the dolphins even though they're a very good team they We'll we'll get more into that in the next section, but I I think they are a good team. And I think if Joe plays this well, they could beat them probably requires just a little bit of help from his defense. This this feels like Joe will probably this was a competitive game. He's probably dropping 30 plus. I I don't think that this ends up like a 27 point game. I just think they were up so much. I mean, they took an eight minute drive and then actually they should have scored 30 because Evan missed like a 40 yard field goal. So hopefully that doesn't happen again. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought this was a good game. He missed a couple. Um, the main miss I think of is they ran sale against a quarter, quarter, half look. And uh, ignore the half part of this, just say quarters, because that's what this side of the field got. And when you run sale with this, like, real inside post, almost like a go route, just a tiny bit of break inside, the corner has outside leverage, so he's to the outside. Of, it was T. Higgins, and that's a great look because the other safety not involved in this, then the safety close to him is going to come down on the sail route, which is basically like a an out, a little bit further vertical, in between a corner and an out. Uh, so they runs that. The safety nails down on that. So he's one-on-one with DJ Reed, who's given up seven inches on him, and he has leverage, and he's in a full sprint and Reed isn't in a full sprint. and that I think was the biggest miss of the day from Burrow was that was probably six. and I'm pretty sure that is the read he was supposed to make was throw that ball uh whatever went wrong. um I think there are a few reasons why he wouldn't have thrown it, but yeah, I, I thought that and I was like, oh man, uh, ah, you almost had. A huge, huge play. And Tiago's almost had a monster day if he caught that. So I think that was a little bit of a miss. I think when Burrow's on fire, he hits things like that. He's really throwing the ball down the field a lot, which he did a lot in this game. And his stats would look better um, if Chase had a better game. He lost that one in the lights. He didn't come down with the one on sauce where he – it was a 50-50 ball. You know, he comes down with a lot of those. Uh, And also, you know, Chase had a a few drops. So – when Chase is on and Burrow's on, you know, like that, that would have been only a pretty good game from Burrow and probably like 350 yards, three touchdowns.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. Jamar Chase had a bad game, but when you have the wide receivers, this team has with T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and yes, that touchdown didn't count. And it's so, the rule's so dumb. I don't even want to get into it. And they tried to explain it. And I was like, stop it, Gene. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear your recap of this dumb rule. Um, but when they have okay games, you, you can have chase have an off day. You don't want that all the time. You want chase to make those catches. You don't want the drops out there. Uh, but yeah, he, he didn't have the best day out of Jamar chase and, and that's okay too. When other guys are lighting it up, we do have a few questions. I want to get to one because we have to wrap up. I'm trying to be on time for Nick on this Tuesday preview podcast that it's crazy to think we are previewing the game. Cause it's Thursday night football. Aaron brings up something that we talked a little bit, about on our last podcast. He says, Why is Hayden Hurst getting outsnapped by Mitchell Wilcox? My opinion in this game alone was because he was battling that hamstring at practice. So I think he got a little less reps action out there, but he was still there. He was still a full participant and, and went full go against the Jets. But that's just my opinion in this game on why we see less snaps from Hayden Hurst.
0: I 100% agree. I mean, Hayden Hurst is the guy. He's not going to get out snapped by Wilcox and these are like, He wasn't out snapped by sample who was the tight end too. So it's probably to me, it's all injury. I don't think they're so disappointed in him that they're looking elsewhere. I think that's, that's just an injury thing. They wanted to play him sparingly. Um, also, you know, you got the short week and they probably saw they were up. So, you know, I, I'm not hundred percent sure on that, but I, I would think like, ah, you know what, let, Wilcox take this drive or something like that? Or, like, well, let Wilcox take a few snaps, rest your hamstrings. We're up 15. If we really need you to come back, we'll put you back in and you'll get more snaps. But you know, we're running. I don't know. Did anyone? I, I guess I'd have to go back and look, but I do think on that play I talked about with energy, that was Wilcox and Identity, no uh, Hurst. So, like, did some of this come on that eight minute drive that it was just all running the ball? Because that also is a situation where, hey, yeah, Hurst, take a breather. <laughs>
1: And that's the thing. We've talked about it before. We just mentioned the wide receivers, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, when Joe Mixon is on, on the ground, in the air, Samaj P. Ryan, we got to give him credit because he (laughs) saw the end zone too. And then you got Hayden Hurst out there. Joe Burrow said it after the game. He wants to get everybody the ball. He felt like he did a good job of doing that in the Jets game. And I think he did. You know, a lot of some of the throws he he some just very the ones that were drops he would like back. But overall, when you have that many playmakers, yeah, Hayden Hurst he'll he'll be out there. I think he'll be fine. And honestly, I feel like we'll get a better injury report tomorrow morning and and know where these guys are at and how Hayden's feeling. Hopefully, the hamstrings better because you're going to need all your weapons when you go up against this Miami team next. We get to go over the preview predictions, all that fun stuff on it's always game day in Cincinnati.